Sports Stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio, brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Around the Hearn. This has been going on for months now, and it's kind of morphed into a couple of different things. We've had interviews with coaches and players throughout the course of the season back when that was a thing and was going on. But right now, it's about adapting. And this week, I absolutely love this show. Kind of tur- I had to turn it into a highlight show in a way of bringing you different games from back in the day, whether that's uh, this past couple of months with basketball or baseball last year or uh, as far back as we can go. And there are, what I believe, three pretty good ones. Pretty great ones, actually, coming up on this show. You'll hear from Greg Ekus, the uh, girls' basketball coach at Spencerville, and hear the uh, closing moments of his team's first win over Columbus Grove back in 2019 during the uh, girls' Bearcats basketball season. Talk Coldwater basketball about their run during the 18-19 season with Cole Frilling and Jacob Wedding. Those two young men will be on this week's show and next week's show talking about basketball this week and about baseball Next week, uh, the uh, Marion local Coldwater football games are going to be a uh, topic of conversation coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. And a big shout-out to my friends at McSobers in Coldwater. Just uh, tremendous people over there. I love the food over there, and they uh, love hearing Coldwater talk, and I know a lot of people do as well. I love the community and being able to sort of bring these lookbacks of games that I was there for and were able to cover and be fortunate enough to be around these kids is a really neat thing. And I love hearing their version of what happened during those runs. You'll hear from Cole and Jake coming up in a little bit. And at Wapakoneta Baseball, big Twitter tournament to determine the quote-unquote best team of Jason Brandt, the head coach's 17-year tenure, he talks about that, about the big games that his team has been in, including one that took place in Bowling Green. You hear him and I talk about a couple of years ago in the regionals. It was at least 100 degrees there. Uh, just a, a ridiculous thing, but uh, an all-around great guy, and I love getting to chat with him here uh, this time around as well. A lot of uh, local places kind of suffering right now, and I hope that you go out and give them your patronage, and that's been a big thing the last couple of weeks when you're stuck at home, not a ton to do. Try to, you know, get get uh, takeout from somewhere close. And one of my favorite places here in Spencerville, My Place Restaurant, right up on Broadway next to the gas stations and by the stoplight. If you go down 66, you're heading towards Delphus or St. Mary's. You can't miss it. Uh, but... So many great places we've been able to go the last handful of uh, days. And my favorite Chinese place, Jingfong and Delphus, we had last night. Just uh, support as much local as you can because they're the people that will take care of you and the people in your community as well. Also, I wanted to talk about this and get uh, him on again at some point. Chad Erdsberger and his wife, Courtney, their fourth anniversary today, their wedding anniversary Keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Courtney has had uh, a battle with cancer and has had to go back for more tests. She'll start chemo next week in a very uh, huge group of people who have uh, been putting them in their thoughts and prayers. And it pushed forward 
what was on the cover by the news, and uh, <laughs> and Jason Geyser stole so so to speak from Scott Van Pelt last week, and he said the best thing that he's seen, kind of the recurring Sports Center theme of uh, having the Coldwater baseball team who in Chad's own words, have not even really been around him or his family because of everything going on. He hasn't coached a game with them, hasn't been able to really be around them. Had a parade last week, driving by his house, threw out baseballs towards the lawn in support. And just uh, if you get through that video, you can find it online. Find Jason Geyser's Twitter, and uh, it's an amazing video. (laughs) If you get through that with no tears in your eyes, I don't know what to tell you because you're a different kind of human being than I am. It just, uh, I love the support of that community and everything that they're doing. And it's, uh, it's so cool because a couple of years ago, we had a, a benefit for my mom who's been going through cancer and stuff just to peel back the curtain a little bit. And it, it was so neat to see all the people in my own community and the folks from Ottawa and Glendorf and all of Putnam County to kind of come, they don't, they don't know her. They know me and how cool they were to come and help out and, you know, donate money, donate their time and their thoughts and prayers. And I hope that everyone does that for uh, Chad and Courtney now, but thinking of them and uh, everything they have going on and everything going on in the world. If uh, you'd like to be a part of the show, you want to talk about, Things going on. You talk about uh, games that have been going on. Try to keep a positive thing going forward. You can hit me up on Twitter at Michael Hearn PVP or email me. It's mhearn3 at gmail.com. We'll talk about Spencerville basketball when we come back here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah. And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. In Columbus Grove's won the last six. Columbus Grove leads the series 16-11 to since the 90s. Now can the Grove girls here hang on for Brian Schrader's 100th win? He's been trying for quite some time to get it. Now Kelsey Schaefer, she will take care of the inbounding duties. 2.2 left. A high feed to Carter off the back glass and in. Time expires. Bearcats knock off Columbus Grove 30 to 29. That's a look back at the game between the Bearcats and the Bulldogs a couple of years ago. Spencerville's head coach in Greg Ekus. That's got to be kind of a welcome sound right now with not a lot else going on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as, actually, as I listened to it, I got a little nervous excited. Um, you know, it, 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 was a, it was a pretty awesome, awesome experience. 
and and it was it was a whole lot of fun to to be a part of. Uh, the ball goes through the basket. You hear Nate call that. Who's more excited at that point, him or you? Um, I, I it was probably one of the highest I've ever jumped. When <laughs> when the ball went through the basket, and, um, you know, and then and then trying to uh, you, you're just so happy and you're excited, uh, and trying to trying to keep your composure also, uh, you know, because. It, it was a great game. It was two teams that played extremely hard, um, you know. And I have a ton of respect for for Brian and and Columbus Grove. And so you 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 really want to you know still be kind of professional about it and uh, you know go shake their hands. And but it just is a it is a pretty exciting and awesome moment. Well, and it's kind of a, di- a different thing too because you deny him his hundredth win. He ends up getting it a couple of games later. But you guys hadn't beaten them. It was six straight losses coming into that game. You know, a win for them in that scenario is is obviously a little bit different because I don't I don't mean this to be demeaning, but they expect it because they have done it. Whereas you're getting that we've talked before about you're building the program to get those kind of wins to where you expect it to be normal. Absolutely. Uh, they you know they were they were very much. Uh, expected to win that. Um, they, they were a great team. They still are a great team. Um, and, and for us to get that win, I think for some of our players, uh, it kind of proves that some, that their hard work was was really starting to pay off. And uh, they, we were we were getting things going in the in, in the direction that we wanted to go. The entire game is kind of like a, a prize fight. You give them a couple of shots. You get on a run. They do the same thing. They're up. But the last 2.2 seconds, two timeouts in the inbound, it felt like an hour and a half, I would imagine. It, it was. Um, you know, we, we had some opportunities uh, early, with a few seconds left. And, um, you know, it's 2.2 left to go. And I called a timeout, and we drew a play. And actually, the play that we drew uh, was, originally was the play that they ran the year before to beat Bluffton as a, at a buzzer beater. Uh, and I think it was the sectional semifinal. Uh, so we drew that one. Uh, he called a timeout. Um, so I drew a different one. And then uh, we, we couldn't get it in at that point. So then, then I called another timeout. And, uh, we drew a different one. Uh, and, and luckily, uh, Kelsey made a perfect pass. Alex caught it and, and uh, you know, made it made a pretty tough shot um, for for Alex. Uh, you know, just just being able to see, you know, kind of what she had done um, and some of the adversity that she's been had been through. Uh, we just couldn't have been happier for her uh, to make that shot. You know, to to win the game for us. When you go into the timeout, your last timeout before the basket, what was the theory? Was it just a change of play to have to go from Emma inbounding to Kelsey? Uh, it was, it was, um, you know, and then, uh, actually there, there are people that, that still uh, kind of talk to me about it, but, uh, we had our students right behind us and, and just trying to get them to calm down. Uh, first thing I said in the huddle was who wants to hit game winner. Um, and luckily for me, I, I had, I had all five that kind of go, yeah, I do. Um, you know, so, so it, it was nice to be able to, um, have a lot of different options of, of 
of players that were willing to take that shot and wanted to take that shot and wanted to to, to win, you know, the, the the game for us. It's kind of crazy because that's one of those stories where it obviously only works out if you win. It's kind of like yeah. the the Joe Montana thing with the Super Bowl against the Bengals, where he's pointing out John Candy. They only tell that story <laughs> if you end up winning that game. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it would. It probably would not have worked out. It, I mean, couldn't couldn't tell it if, if, we, if we lost there. You could. Uh, it just but, doesn't have the same impact. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But we try to try to get them to relax in the huddle and um, you know not not put too much pressure on themselves. So. Uh, and, and in a lot of big games, I, I, I try to, to tell them at least the beginning of the huddle, you know, towards the end to relax, to have fun. This is why we play the game of basketball. Uh, we want to play in good games. We want to play against good teams. Um, and we want to play in close games. Uh, and, and for us, that, that was, that was, a obviously a close game that both teams made plays towards the end. Um, you know, that were, that were huge plays. Grove hit a three in the corner. Um, we were, we were up two. Grove had a three in the corner and, you know, put them back up one. And, uh, it just, it was just a really fun game to coach in, uh, both teams making plays, uh, both coaches trying to make adjustments the best we could. Uh, and, and it was, we, we feel, we feel fortunate that, that we were able to, to come out on top of that, on that one. That game is relatively early in your schedule. It's in early January, kind of right before the halfway mark. Coming out of the holidays, how does that win set you guys up for the rest of that season? Well, it, it, it really did set us up. We had we had some pretty good momentum. Uh, unfortunately, the next Thursday we went out and bluffed and beat us. Um, you know, and another awesome game toward, you know that that came down right to the end. Um, but uh, it, it did. It set us up to to really be able to focus on. Um, uh, league games throughout the rest of the year um, and put us in the position to uh, compete and really believe that we could play with anybody uh, that was on our schedule. You kind of look at, I'm always curious what this means for the younger girls, for the middle school girls and the young girls that you have coming up. You now have shown, all right, we can beat the Columbus Groves and the Crestviews and the Bluftons of the world about kind of, what that might mean for just the mentality of your young girls coming up for the future of Spencerville basketball. Well, some of the things that, that we, we have really tried to do is get some of the younger ones involved. Um, I think there were quite a few there that, that evening. Um, we do the little, uh, little Bearcats, uh, four or five mornings, four or five Saturdays in, in the, in the, uh, winter. Um, you know, and then at that game we had, we had the band there. We had cheerleaders there, um, and so we, we try to try to make it a, a pretty fun uh, and exciting atmosphere. Uh, and and I and I think that really does uh, benefit the program in the long run. Um, we this year when we did Little Bearcats um, in the winter, it was the first year that everybody had that was playing that were high school girls that were had also gone through the little Bearcat program. Um, you know, so that was kind of neat that they, they had experienced it both as uh, a young player and now as a high school player. So, um, you know, those are the kind of things that are exciting. Anytime that you can win, uh, I think it gets people uh, more excited about your program and wanting to be involved in it. 
Uh, and so wins like, like beating Columbus Grove, um, you know, really do help uh, grow your program. You're only roughly a month-ish removed from the end of your season, but how, with everything going on, how has that sort of affected, I guess, your game plan in terms of you would be starting to think about summer shootouts about next season? And, I mean, the way it looks, it's entirely possible that the next season of high school sports might be high school basketball. It's just kind of an unknown right now. It is. It is. You know, and and, and I guess uh, as as an employee of the school, uh, both as a teacher and a coach, um, you know, there's so many different things that are up in the air. Uh, we're, we're not really planning uh, many summer shootouts right now just because we don't know what's going on. Uh, if we do, if something would happen and we're able to go back to school, we obviously would start to plan at that point. Um you know, one of the things that I, I did, I did kind of put out a challenge for anyone in Spencerville, both boys and girls, uh, trying to get them to shoot in their driveway. Uh, it was pretty exciting when we had some nice weather. Uh, you would have the windows open at, at, at your house, or uh, you would be driving down the street and you'd see people dribbling their, and shooting out in their, in their driveway. Um, you know, goal is for, for everyone is to make 10,000 shots. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've seen some before. Uh, we, but we, we've, we've come up with uh, the idea that we don't want to just shoot shots. We want to make shots. So, um, you know, some say we got to shoot 10,000 shots. Well, I don't, I don't really care if you shoot 10,000. I want you to make 10,000. So, um, you know, you don't get points for just shooting them up there. So uh, we, we've got 10,000 and, and then we've got some different things. And we're hoping that, that people for all, all age levels will do it. So, um, you know, that's kind of the best we can do right now. Um, the, the good thing is that, you know, everybody across the state of Ohio right now is in the same boat. We're, um, we're, we're, we're trying to just figure this out together. Um, you know, I, I, sports is a, it's an awesome thing. It's, it's uh, something that, that um, gives people some, some distraction. And, uh, but, but for, uh, a lot of these these players and coaches, um, it's all new, and so we just have to kind of be flexible and and you know go you know listen to the people that are advising us. And, and once once that is once it is kind of released that we can that we can play and practice, then then that's what we'll do. Um, but I, I think I think as coaches, it's a good time to for us to kind of reflect on what we do as, as, as a team, um, how we do things. And, and, uh, it's a great time to start to, if you really wanted to learn something new and, you know, really look at something, it's a great time to do that right now. Um, because there is free time. Speaking of that, I ask every coach this, there's a lot going, a lot of motion in your house at all times, but have you gotten the chance, uh, to read a book? During this time off, I absolutely have, uh, and, and we are going to read it as a team um, this year. It's called the Weegler. Um I would one hundred percent recommend it uh, for anybody. Uh, it's by Lance Loya, uh, and uh, talks a ton about uh, being good teammates, uh, and and it can really carry over not just into uh, basketball or or sports, but uh, just in general. 
uh, life and uh, kind of have some pride in your community and and pride in, in whether it's your community, your house, your uh, your job. So it, it's a it's a good one. Um, it's one that we will read together as a team, whether it's this summer or during the season. Uh, but but we're going to read it as a team. So hopefully we become you know really solid and good teammates and uh, are able to um, really maybe overcome some adversity uh, as a team and not as individuals. Speaking of books, I know I have told this story before on uh, Bearcat Games, but I, I know it has not been told on this podcast. Uh, in a scorebook from just a handful of years ago, I don't know how many people know this, but your name and some guy named LeBron's show up in the same book. They, they do. Uh, and and like, like I said, I, I'm, I'm really, I was really, really blessed to play on a really good basketball team. Uh, when I was in high school, with some really good players that uh, were that, that made competing and playing a whole lot of fun. And uh, as a sophomore, uh, I was able to. It, it was it's for it, it for me. It was once in a lifetime experience as a player, uh, being able to play down there uh, in Columbus, and and it it was a it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, now there there I played on a really good team. Um, we played a absolutely phenomenal team um beat us pretty good uh, but it's still an experience that that uh you know i'll never i'll never forget i like to tell people that story whenever i can <laughs> well thanks <laughs> i appreciate it, that it's how do you how do you tie up spencerville girls basketball and lebron james in the same sentence just look there, for it, well there there it is i guess yeah well thank you so yeah. much for uh for coming on and reliving that that win for you guys no problem. Thanks for having me. That's a look at last year's Spencerville Grove game with Bearcat coach Greg Ekus. Hey, Bearcat fans. Spencerville Hardware is your local hometown hardware store. Located at 115 North Broadway Street in Spencerville, Spencerville Hardware can assist with any painting with their full line of paint and custom tinning. Also stocked with the highest quality power tools, you can reach Spencerville Hardware by calling 419-647-4468. Plan your trip by checking out their e-catalog on SpencervilleHardware.com. To place your items in your cart and have the order emailed to the store and ready for pickup. Spencerville Hardware is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and 8 to 3 on Saturday. Spencerville Hardware Store, 419-647-4468. It's Thursday night. Are you hungry? Check out McSober's in Coldwater. Boneless wings and fries, just $8.99. Want a chicken of a different kind? Try the four-piece chicken dinner, $6.99, or the two-piece chicken dinner of $5.49. Comes with fries and slaw or sauce. Or get a 16-inch three-item pizza, just $11.99. I go to McSober's when I go to Coldwater. You should go to a 16-inch pizza for just $11.99 with three items. Put a lot of meat on it. If you don't want it, send it to my house. 419-678-2602 to call. You can text and get your order as well, 419-305-3707. McSober's in Coldwater, Thursday night special. A uh, sponsor of this program and all of the Coldwater sports we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks. And a big shout-out to the folks at McSober's in Coldwater. Continuing on with the idea of talking about games that have happened in the past and uh, terrific games bringing on uh, 
couple of young men with a handful of state titles and Jacob Wedding and Cole Frilling. And Jake, you look at your guys' basketball season last year, kind of an oddity. You start out 0-3, you're 4-7 at one point. A lot of people have written you guys off. I mean, you just go 14-3 and the rest of the way and make a heck of a run. That's uh, it's kind of an emotional season, I would imagine. Yeah, we had a lot of confidence going into the season. Like us, group of seniors, we were talking about it since fifth grade. We thought we were going to have a good group our senior year, and we were always just looking forward to that. And starting off slow just wasn't fun at all. And then I don't know what hit midway through the season, but I think we just started gaining our confidence back. So halfway through the season, I think Coach really just instilled it in us that we just need to be more aggressive and uh, just play Mac basketball. I think at the beginning of the season, we were being more of a finesse team. And then I think we just started pounding guys down low with Cole and Marcus. And I just really think that that's kind of what that was a turning point in the season. Well, I remember seeing you guys a couple of times early, the third game against St. Henry, and then during the uh, Invitational and saying, people don't realize this is going to be a very dangerous team. And everybody just kind of, yeah, okay. You get the three wins right in a row. You end up kind of going on that winning streak like you're talking about with your confidence just that one Versailles loss in the middle and that's another one where I've talked to coach he talks about you know we were in that game you get to the sectionals you get the wins people aren't really paying attention to you though still it kind of seemed yeah one of our big goals was winning the max championship and we just had a few big losses and that was kind of out the picture so then we kind of just turned all our focus on just having a big time tournament run and I think just at the end of the year, things just started to click and just everyone was on the same page. And I don't know if we were the most athletic team on the court at all times, but I think we just had the most confidence in ourselves. And I think that played a big part of the tournament run at the end. From a player's perspective, tell me about the run in the district. You beat Archbold 35-34. You beat Ottawa Glendorf 70-67. What are those, uh, that 48, uh, 72 hours like? Yeah, it was a, it was. It was awesome. The week before, we won, won that sectional final, and Coach Fisher goes, yep, I just hope you guys are excited to play our sport as I am. And we kind of look around, and we're like, huh? I, I wish we were as excited as you, Coach. But I kind of think he got us really prepared for that game. And going into it, we knew that we had a chance. We had, we had the athletes and skill. And we just went in more confident. And it wasn't a high-scoring game, because that's what we're used to. We were just kind of a running gun kind of offense. And we our defense really picked it up that game. Uh, ben Wedding did a really good job on uh, Jaron Williams. And Cole, I think, had half of our points. So that really played a big part of it. But those 24, 48 hours beating both of those teams, I'll never forget it. Last couple of minutes of each one of those games, what's going through your head? Yeah, I don't. I didn't play at all that fourth quarter against Archibald. I was really slow. But then I was on the bench for about six minutes. And Coach Mesher goes, all right, Jake, you're in. you got to go make a three for us. I'm like, Coach, I don't know about that. So he puts me in, and then Marcus made a good pass, and then I made it. And then we're kind of thinking we're probably just going to foul him. Hopefully they miss some free throws and he come down and hit a game winner. And then Ben is locking up Jaron Williams. He goes right through his hands. Cole picks it up. Winner. And the, I think my favorite part was probably uh, watching the film after the game. All the fans thought we were tied. So they're looking like, all right, we're going to overtime. <laughs> and then they look up at the scoreboard and realize that we just beat an undefeated Archbold team. And that's kind of when it all kind of set in. Uh, I would imagine that night Twitter was interesting because I remember after that game, I was uh, at a different game, and I remember seeing the score of that, and then just all of a sudden, that's all I see is Coldwater. Oh, Coldwater's legit on my Twitter feed. 
Yeah, it was crazy. Everyone, I think everyone was doubting us, but I knew that deep down that our team just had confidence in ourselves, and that's kind of all that matters. It doesn't really matter what everyone else is thinking about you. We knew that we could do it, so we just had to go out there and prove it to everyone else. Kind of similar to that OG game, I would imagine that with the crowd they bring and the crowd you guys bring, it was just about deafening in there. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Lyman Senior is a pretty big school, big stadium, big big gym. But uh, their their fans are definitely intimidating. But it kind of just fuels us to kind of prove it to them that Coldwater is a basketball school just like them. They got all the state titles and wins and everything to prove it for. But we knew that we could go out and prove that we're a basketball school too. What sticks out to you about that run? Um, I think it was just the camaraderie and all, all the players coming together. It kind of reminded me of our – 2018 baseball run I think just the team and everyone just got along and I think that that's more important thing than anything I think just the teamwork and everyone coming together and just having a good time I think that's really important in a big tournament run it's funny I feel like I could do half of the show just based on when Coldwater gets to state and what happens there it's just an entire thing yeah it's really fun I think we just I don't know if we make a big deal out of it but I think it's just all the memories that we make, whether it's going to Cole's house before games or having team meals, just it's stuff that we'll never forget. And I think everyone just would have to say the same about that. Well, speaking of Cole, I'll ask him now. You guys start out slow, like I was talking about with Jake. And how how do you guys continue as a, a program and a lot of multi-sport athletes to just kind of weather that storm. You come out of every sport. You're, you guys are successful in every sport. You know it's going to get there, but is it just a, a matter of time until it clicks? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's always like that. Like, um, usually, like, um, for basketball, it's always it's always been, like, slow starts to the season just because football always goes so long. So, like, I mean, uh, my senior year, we really didn't have as long as a football season as we normally do, which, I mean, is good for basketball, but it's like you obviously don't want to lose, but I'm not going to say it's like a great, a good thing we lost early. It was, it was not fun, but um, but uh, it really helps with basketball because then we get like extra like two or three weeks of just practice and then like just working with people and getting into like the gym because like at the end of the day it comes down to how many like shots you can get up and just get ready. So I mean we did start out slow there anyways. And then the first part of the season, but I think it was just a lot of chemistry issues. Like just people hadn't like played with each other. Like, like we hadn't played like the same, like, cause we put in a different type of offense or like a more run and gun type thing. So, well, and it's kind of a little bit backwards with the way that your schedule opens up early. You play in a couple of cases, someone like St. Henry or Salina twice, maybe even Marion local, but you get St. Henry twice in your first eight games they get you twice. It kind of you're looking up at it and thinking, "All right, we need to just kind of forget about this and, and and get back to cold water basketball." Yeah, it's it's always like there. Uh, that's a big game for us, and I mean, when you lose it twice, it's not fun. Like it kind of gets people down. And then I think we there was another game that we lost that I can't remember right now. That was a game that I don't really like to lose, but uh, I can't think of it. I don't <laughs> know. I can't. Well, I, I can't mean, think the, of it. Your first four losses. You lose to Kenton by one. You lose to Jackson Center oh. by two. St. Henry gets yep. you by ten. You lose to Elida by one. You're sitting there at 0-4, yes, was... and you've got to be frustrated. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's exactly how it started. Because uh, first game, I'm like, oh, my. Like, I think we, we missed a layup at the end of the game to 
to tie or win the game. I can't remember which one it was. And then Jackson Center, we were down like a lot in the fourth. We were down like 10 points in the fourth, but then we came back real quick. Like we came back in the fourth and made it like a two-point game. And then St. Henry, we just had like literally one of the worst like shooting games of all time. Like I think we might have shot 30% from the field. And then uh, Elia, we lost on a buzzer beater. Like I was, I was, when we were playing that game, I was like, there's no like, I should have never said this in my head, but uh, I was like, okay, well, there's no way he makes a shot. And then obviously he made it. <laughs> Oh, and four. That's like, yeah, not a not a great start. With I mean, gets everybody down. But like, we all knew that we had potential. Like, we all knew that we had a great team yet. Well, and then again, you get St. Henry in the Holiday Classic, and they beat you by two after you had gone on the little mini winning streak. Us uh, beat St. Mary's, beat Greenville, but it's it's probably just got to be at this point. Just get us away from these guys. Yeah, it kind of was because I mean, Mac's like the hardest teams you play usually. Like the Mac always has great teams, so I mean, once you get outside the Mac and you play other schools, you can build up your confidence a little bit, and then uh, and then come back to them hopefully. Well, and I remember thinking that, and I had talked to Nick and interviewed him a couple of times during the season. Same thing: three game winning streak, close loss to Van Wert, beat New Knoxville, beat Upper, close loss to Versailles, and then not a loss again until the regional finals. He said he felt like it kind of, all right, they're finally believing everything that I'm telling them. We can go out and we can win those games. You beat Marion by three during that run. And then mm-hmm. really until your last, until the Archbowl game, nothing's even close. Yeah, we had a lot of, <clears throat> we had a lot of really good games in there. Uh, Marion was a great game. Me and myself, I didn't have a great game, but we played amazing together, like, we just had a really good like plan, and we played well. It was it was a fun game to play, obviously. How much did that prepare you for college? Meaning that you you realize, all right, when I go to college, I don't I don't know exactly what my role is at this point. I need to figure out how, if I'm not having a great shooting game, how I can get the other guys going. Oh yeah, that that was a great thing. Like that game was big. Um, the Cardinal stretch game, the game that we lost, the last one was actually pretty big too, because I mean, if you're not shooting well, like doesn't mean you should stop shooting, but like, just don't shoot as like get other people, get other people going, get something else going. And then maybe you get like a layup or an easy shot or something. So then like, you're not taking like a hard three to start off. And then it's like, you miss that. And then, um, you miss like a jumper and then you miss, you get shot blocked or something. And then it's just like, it just gets in your head real quick. Those last four games of the districts and regionals, you look back at everything kind of surrounding those games, whether it's something during the game or it, you realize it's the last handful of games with your, your guys, what sort of jumps out at you when you look back at those? Oh, it was just, it was just honestly the most fun I've had playing basketball. Like, it was with my friends that I've known for my entire life. Um, we were winning the game, so like that's even more fun. And then uh, like practices were honestly the funnest thing about those were just practices. Like we would go and we would scrimmage and we'd joke around with each with each other and just mess with each other. And then, but it was still competitive. Like we wouldn't just like like goof off the whole time, but like we'd mess around. But like it was still competitive. Like you still felt like you're getting better, which is honestly one of the best feelings. As an outsider this year, being away at college, what uh, what did you see, kind of from your guys? Obviously, the the seniors the most of they don't get a resolution of their season. 
I, I mean, their season was over in that they had lost, but just kind of the way it goes and maybe having to wait for baseball. Oh, yeah, I can. I didn't get to see as many games as I was hoping to because a lot of our games interfered with their games. But um, the ones that I did get to see, uh, I thought they just, I thought they, uh, they played well, but, uh, and then they lose their whole end of their season. Like we were kind of the same way. Like we had a sketchy first part of the season and then we got the tournament and it all comes down to who's playing well at the end. And they, like, I think that anybody could, every, everybody could win the, um, tournament. Like anybody can go off. Like we showed that, like we weren't the best regular season team and we ended up going to the regional finals. So, you had a, a terrific year, about 15 points a game, six rebounds. It seemed like every time I turned around, you were either coming up with uh, a player of the week honor or you had broken something that you had already established. Uh, what are you going to be like as a sophomore with a year under your belt next year, hopefully? Um, uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. I really hope we get that next season in. That would be, be a bummer if that one got canceled. But, um, I, I don't no, even know I at this point. I just figured I'd throw it in. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think it'll be a lot more like leadership because, like, as a freshman, you just kind of play a role. Like, and my role was like scoring rebounds. I was about it, and uh, I didn't really like when it's a big like shot or something. I might not be the one to take it, but next year I think that'll probably end up be what I am. I'll be like the the like leader of the team more, and, like get people motivated, get people involved, other things like that. Well, awesome! I wish you and Jake the best of luck and everything. Okay, sounds great. Thank you. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Continuing to uh, talk baseball and be hopeful that before long we can actually talk about baseball games that are going on. Now, Wapa Canada's baseball coach in Jason Brandt. And, Coach, how are you staying busy? Uh, you know, just honestly, by, uh, you know, checking on, on my students' work, you know, on a daily basis, um, you know, I teach elementary, so lots of questions coming in every day and, you know, trying to help the students out and trying to meet with them a couple times a week, uh, you know, through Zoom and just seeing how they're doing. Um, they don't like to talk that much on, on Zoom, but, you know, in the classroom, we know they definitely like to talk, but uh, it's just good seeing their faces and, and, and helping them out as much as we can during this time. Zoom has been a really cool thing. I was telling my wife the other day, if the stock market wasn't a mess with everything else going on, I feel like it would be the perfect time to buy Zoom stock because they have their fingers. Everybody is using that right now. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, uh, one of the cool things uh, Coach Fishball up at, at Lincoln has put together, usually a weekly uh, Zoom with college coaches and, and, and different types of guys. And it's a great way to connect with uh, those coaches and, and learn some things during this time that we really can't be on the field, but you know, we can just get together and, and do those things and, and learn some new things and just basically, you know, hang out that way. It's kind of interesting, too, because it's the one time that, and I love Eric, I just had him on a week or so ago. He talked about, you know, that kind of coming together and you pick each other's brains 
while you have the luxury of not having those guys beat trying to beat you in a week with that information. Exactly. Um, and, and I think that's the cool thing. I mean, there's, there's a great group of coaches here uh, in Northwest Ohio. And I mean, I feel like we all get along really well. Um, you know, we communicate with each other through text and, and like we said, there in zoom. And I know the WBL coaches, we had a, a zoom meeting last week and all 10 of us were on and, you know, there's a way for us to, to see each other and, and talk about what might happen if we get playing here, uh, you know, when the season begins. Well, it's kind of funny because I, it's been forever ago now, but the last week of February, I had a uh, like a preview show with the Putnam County League coaches, and they talked about kind of the same thing you're saying about the WBL coaches of you guys get along so well and every we're, we're cool every day except for the two, three hours when we're playing each other. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's probably true. And I think even during the time we're playing each other, a lot of us, I mean, we'll still talk to each other during the game, you know, from the coach's box or something like that. But, yeah, we're definitely trying to trying to beat them those two or three hours. But like you said, the other 364 days out of the year, we're, we're real friendly. It's really neat because throughout the course of everything that's going on, people have tried to find new ways to be creative. You went and took kind of – the route of the bracket that everybody is taking as far as Twitter at some point and kind of stuck all of your teams together over the years that have been fortunate to have success. Were you just sitting around one day were bored or is that just kind of the old, uh, it's I'll use the nice way and say the barbershop theory of, you know, what would happen if this team played that team? Uh, that's funny because I have um, two coaches on staff. One played, I uh, graduated in 2010, Mike Bogan. He was a really, really good player for us, three-time All-Ohio. And then uh, Marshall Gerlach, who was on our 2012 state team. And, uh, you know, those guys talk trash all the time to each other, you know, whether it's at practice or when we're together, things like that. So, And then actually at the state clinic in January, we started talking about teams and players. And, you know, we had all that time. I had all that time on my hands, and I'm going through stats, and I'm like, well, I've coached here 17 years, so I had to, I had to leave one team out. So I kind of went on winning percentage, and uh, you know, so we we matched up the top 16 teams um, by winning percentage only. You know, and then as as we got going, um, you know, there were some upsets. Even, even though some teams were lower seeded, um, me as a coach, I felt they might have been the better team only because you know, like one instance, I had Brian Garman going on the hill. Um, pretty hard to beat a guy like Brian Garman. Um, even though his team may have only been a little bit above 500. Um, so, you know, it was just one of those things that we threw out there. It was great because I had it on Twitter and Facebook. And, you know, my older teams, those guys are on Facebook. My younger teams, those guys are on Twitter. So, you know, I had to do some math as we went along and, and figure out the votes along the way. But it was just a, a fun time. Uh, that we had, and I'm, I'm sure they're still talking trash, you know, amongst each other right now. It's funny because if you'd had it on Instagram, I'm sure the new team it would have just been the 18 team against the 19 team. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, that would have been perfect. <laughs> like, wait a second. All right. Um, but it, it is kind of cool. What did you kind of learn as you were doing that about maybe those guys? Did you hear anything that you didn't know from any of those times? Uh, not really. Um, you know, I think. The, the, a couple things I heard from some guys uh, that I haven't heard from in a long time, guys that moved away. 
from the earlier teams, you know. Um, and then they were able to reconnect and, and things like that. And it's great just to, to talk to them, even if it's just a little text here or there, because, you know, those early teams, we were, we were young as a coaching staff and, and we felt like we didn't, we didn't know a whole lot. You know, we had some success, but we just seemed to get better every day or every year because of things we learned. But just reconnecting with the guys, I think it's something that we talked about having a sometime along the line, just have a baseball get together with, all the teams that I've coached in the last 17 or 18 years. and I mean, I can't imagine how much fun um, that would be, how many stories would be told. Um, mostly good stories, you know, I would hope. Uh, I'm sure there would be some, I'm sure there would be some great stories that could only be told um, amongst the players, you know, but, but um, you know, those are things that as a coach you look forward to and, and you cherish because, you know, those are, those are like your, your second family all the time, you know. Did a lot of the voting go how you kind of expected it when you saw the bracket yourself laid out before you put it out? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I just feel like the one team that, that maybe didn't get as much love was my 2004 team. Um, you know, we went, went to the regionals that year. We beat we beat John Neese in the district finals. Um, and then we faced two other Division One pitchers in the sectionals there, you know, the sectional and district semis. Um and and we just made it all the way and played Walsh Jesuit, who, you know, like I said, my second year coaching, we played Walsh Jesuit, and they had nine Division One guys on their team. <laughs> um, we get off the bus, and you know, they're they're men compared to, to our young boys. And uh, I thought that team uh, very well could have made it a little bit farther, but you know, a lot of the guys that voted don't remember those guys. Heck, some of our guys weren't even born probably uh, when we when those guys played, and. Uh, you know, that was the only one that maybe uh, didn't turn out the way I thought it might. Um, you know, the the one seed fared, faced off with the two seed in the finals, um, which, I mean, the 2010 team was our first, in my opinion, really, really legit team. We had great pitching and great hitting. Um, hit into four double plays in the regional finals that year. So, you know, that, that didn't help us in a three-to-one loss. So, you know, they deserve to be in that, that final group. Um, the 2018 team, by far the most talented team. I mean, we have probably seven or eight or nine or ten uh, team records just with that team. Um, they were phenomenal offensively, defensively, uh, pitching, you know, and just ran into uh, one bad inning in, in the seventh inning of the state final. So, you know, that was they were really good. Um, and the other two teams, I mean, one of them was basically the 2018 team with just minus a couple kids, and the other one was our 2012 state runner-up team. So, yeah, definitely, I mean, the, the top four teams probably uh, made it. And, you know, I mean, it could have went either way, any way possible. Any one of those four teams could have won. Um, as a coach, I just thought it'd be a lot of fun, and I think a lot of the guys had fun. I remember the 18 team with the regionals in Bowling Green, and the fact that it had sort of rained off and on all week, and then when those games came, it was about 110 degrees. <laughs> and just, yeah. I, I remember I was sitting just behind home plate to the left, and Todd Walker is behind home plate, and I remember having to take a towel that I had brought with me for sweat and having to hide my equipment just so that it wouldn't overheat and thinking, Man, am I glad I'm just able to sit still and not having to try to move and track fly balls? 
<laughs> that that game was probably the most miserable as far as heat goes. I mean, it was, I mean, probably triple digits by the time we were playing out on that field. Um, well, so and well, those metal bleachers didn't help either. Oh, and then it went extra innings, and and I mean, I'll be honest, the strike zone was not real good. It was a long game. Um, I think that game was about three and a half hours, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah. and Bowling Green set up with blacktop all around that field too, so I know the heat was was really resonating off that as well. I just kept thinking. Everybody said, you know, I wonder what they're going to do. They're going to get the fire trucks. They get a party. Like when they get back in town, I'm like. Those kids are probably hitting a pool and then going to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I went to, I had another game that night, and I remember thinking, I don't know how I'm getting through this. I guarantee <laughs> every one of those kids is taking a nap by now. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's just crazy how, and you could talk about the way this season would have went so far if it were to have happened right now. With there have been some really nice days in the last couple of weeks. And there have been some March and April days like you would expect. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we've had beautiful days. Um, and then, like, I mean, I'm sitting outside right now on my back porch. and I mean, it's sunny and it's cold, but, you know, it, this is this is what we're used to playing in today, something like this. Um, you know, and then tomorrow they're calling for snow, and that doesn't shock me here in April with, with baseball season. I mean, we always run into snow at least one time during the year. And uh, usually not this late, but you know it looks like it's going to happen, and it's just been it's it's truly been strange um, how everything has gone. Well, it is kind of crazy. I mean, tomorrow as we tape this, it's a Thursday. For Friday, it says thirty-seven and snow. Saturday, fifty-one and sunny. I, <laughs> yeah, my phone legitimately last week I screenshotted this said forty-eight and snowing, and, <laughs> and I thought if that's not the most Ohio thing ever, nothing is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it's just crazy how that happens of maybe we get back to normalcy next month. How do you – do you have a good good or bad feeling on that? Um, that, that that's, I, I like to be optimistic, you know. Um, I, would, I would love to be able to spend a season with the guys on the field, but I also know that, you know, listening to the governor and, and, and reading things, um, you know, the – I think schools are going to be one of the last things to open up. And, uh, you know, if we don't open up, there's no chance. Um, and, you know, I think it's just uh, trying to keep everybody safe during this time. Um, it's, it's, it's really, it's really, really hard. Um, you know, like I said, I like to be optimistic, but I also understand that this is no small, small thing that's happening, you know, and we got to make sure that we take care of it. Um, before, you know, let it get better before we try to rush into something. Have you guys had a thought? Uh, a couple of coaches I've talked to have had different sort of uh, looks at this of, let's say the season happens two weeks from tomorrow, you get the, the okay of what that looks like in terms of your schedule. Uh, do you just sort of reconfigure the WBL and hope for the best? Yeah, I think um, that's, that's one of the reasons we had a meeting a week ago here. Um, with our coaches to kind of talk about that because, you know, we had heard that maybe the ADs wanted to play like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday type league, you know, and try to get it in as quick as possible. And, you know, we talked and said, well, why don't we play Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, do it for the next, for the first four weeks, even though it would go into tournament time. Um, and then that would allow us to schedule other games during the week. Um, 
a chance for our kids to get as many games in as possible. You know, I know some leagues are planning different things, and and I think we have to be really proactive about that and get our, our get our schedules going and, and try to get as many games as possible. Um, if we do play, they're they're allowing us to play. I think up until June twenty seventh or twenty eighth, um, which would which would cut out the acne season. But but that's fine because our kids are still going to be playing, um, and it would still give us the chances high school coaches to, to coach them, um, you know, for the next two months and, and try to get as much out of them this spring and summer, really summer, as we could, um, so they don't really lose a lot of time. How does that affect, or I guess how the season affects, say, a kid who is going to go to college and play? I mean, that's this is obviously a vital time for them in their development. Um, exactly. I mean, um, you know, it's it's a chance because all these kids that are going to go on and play, I shouldn't say all of them, but a lot of them have already, you know, verbaled or or um, had their letter, letter of intent, which most of them have. Um, it would just give them a chance to continue to hone their skills uh, all spring and summer long. Now, you know, there's still those kids who um, still are holding out hope to playing at the college level that are seniors that, you know, hope to have a chance to, to show a coach this uh, spring or summer and, you know, they're the ones that I think are really getting hurt by this. The kids that want to continue to play, um, but haven't, haven't, you know, been able to, to verbal or anything like that yet. Um, you know, it's going to, it's going to take a little bit extra out of them. They're going to have to be creative. Um, you know, there's lots of Twitter accounts out there. Flat ground is one of them that, you know, guys are posting to all the time. And, and one of the college coaches we had talked to the other day, like he said, he, he looks at it all the time, just trying to find somebody. Um, you know, that's, that's really tough. And, and then I also think it's tough for your younger kids because this is a key development year for them. Um, you know, trying to get them to – some of them might have to play varsity as, as freshmen, sophomores. And, you know, they might take some lumps this year, but they were going to get that opportunity. Now they're a year behind. But on the flip side, everybody's in that boat too. So, you know, I guess everybody's still where they would have been. You know, it, it's, it's a catch, catch-all, and, and we got to – you know, take it for what it is. What is, uh, it is definitely a different time, but I appreciate you spending some time with me and, uh, talking about, I guess what could happen in about the old days. Yeah. Thank you. That's coach Jason Brandt from Wapak. We're back with more here in just a few. It's Thursday night. Are you hungry? Check out McSober's in a cold water, boneless wings and fries, just eight ninety nine. Want a chicken of a different kind? Try the four-piece chicken dinner, $6.99, or the two-piece chicken dinner of $5.49. Comes with fries and slaw or sauce. Or get a 16-inch three-item pizza, just $11.99. I go to McSober's when I go to Coldwater. You should go to a 16-inch pizza for just $11.99 with three items. Put a lot of meat on it. If you don't want it, send it to my house. 419-678-2602 to call. You can text and get your order as well, 419-305-3707. Big Sobers in Coldwater, Thursday night special. A uh, sponsor of this program and all of the Coldwater sports we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks. And a big shout-out to the folks at McSobers in Coldwater. Thank you again so much, Greg Ekus, the uh, girls basketball coach at Spencerville. Cole Frelick and Jacob Wedding from Coldwater talking about the basketball team from a year ago and Jason Brand about Wapakoneta Baseball and everything that those guys have going on next week. 
Big show as well. I love the uh, baseball theme for next week. At least a handful of the guests will talk about the 2019 state baseball run. Cole Frung and Jacob Wedding talk about the run for Coldwater that included a 20-game winning streak after starting out slow coming out of the gates with that basketball run you heard about today. Uh, Luke Krause from Antwerp talks about his team's run to the Final Four, and he was just a freshman. When it happened, they lose to the eventual champion Toronto, but they beat a handful of really good teams on the way, and we're expected to do big things this year. And uh, again, go check out the Thursday night special at McSobers if you're hearing this now and you're getting ready for the uh, dinner rush. It is uh, it is a lot of good things over there. Get the wings as well because Wing Wednesday, you just missed it, but next week you got a chance before this comes back. Make sure to support local businesses because – they're people you know and people you trust, and that's what we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of this show. Here I go. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.